0: On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Okay, so really quickly, um, what do I want to start with? Let's talk about um, the book that I've been talking a lot about recently, and I talked about it in Design Suite. It's called The Having... Um, I'm actually almost done with this book. I have like the last little part. Um, if you're like into like the universe or the secret, like that kind of stuff, any like Gabby Bernstein stuff, I actually never read one of her books, putting it on my to-do list. Um, this is kind of a little bit up that alley. It's more about like understanding and having gratitude for what you currently already have. Um, and by doing so, it will make you uh, happier and richer in your life. In fact, the um, the tagline on this is The Secret Art of Feeling and Growing Rich. And I think um, a lot of it has to do even more with like the feeling wealthy, like feeling like what you already have is so good. Um, I think this is more of a reminder book. I don't think she says anything in it that you're going to be like, whoa, that I've never heard that before, right? It's more about like, are you willing to put into practice some of the things that she says in this book, which I, you know, you know, I keep hearing everyone talk about like all the books they read. and very few like put them into practice. I think this is one of those books. like it's so nice to read and then to actually put into practice. She has this like section where she um, talks about how she would write in a little journal like I have and then write what she has, and then I feel and then write what she feels. And I actually think there's a ton of power in that. It's kind of like a gratitude practice, right? Um, but being really, really specific about what those practices are, she used an example of saying, you know, I, I have the ability or the money to go out to dinner and I had the most delicious, you know, steak and asparagus. And so it, being very specific about it, which is something I do in my gratitude practice, I might not say that, but like I, um, I got to hang out with my daughter and the two of us read books in her bed together. You know, like very specific. And I think there's a lot to be said about getting specific about the things that we're grateful for. I think when we're like overall, like we kind of just talk about them kind of in passing, like I'm grateful for my family. I, it's not because we're not grateful for our family. But like the gratitude really comes in the actual activities that we have in our daily lives. It makes it really, you know, feel... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It it feels important. It feels worth doing, right? So I really, I really liked it. I, I really recommend it. Um, one of my friends recommended it to me from one of my masterminds and I really enjoyed it. Okay. This is a book we read actually in one of my other masterminds and it's called predictable success. Um, it's called, it's from Les McNoen, no I don't know how to say his last name. It's it says getting your organization on the growth track and keeping it there. Um, the book itself I thought was pretty good. It was actually a really fast read. If if you don't have an organization, even if you don't have it, I highly recommend you go take, there's a free quiz. Um, it's the predictable success quiz. We actually have everyone on our team take it. And what I really like about it is it just helps you understand who you are in an organization so that you can understand like how to respond and talk to people. So for example, We have people in our organization who are like processors. They like things in a certain order. They like the system that makes them feel safe. And so if we can create a system for those people, it makes it much easier. We have other people who are operators. In fact, most of our team are operators. We have lots of operators. Um, Partially because I'm an operator. I'm, I'm a couple of things, but one of my things is operations. And it's not because I'm like, ooh, I like just the operations of something. It's because I like doing things. I'm an action taker. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, very often you'll hear me talking about things I've done. It's because I like action. I think people who are action takers kind of rule the world. Because people who move things like they get things done and i just love that i also think the nature of being a designer is an action taker where the people making creating and doing things, especially in this field of design you know um so before i did uh, craft and surface pattern i really uh did a lot of like freelance and stuff for like labels for things and you know so it was it definitely still action but not in the way that this industry is. Like, you know, if you're a fabric designer, usually you're making quilts. If you're a paper designer, you're making crafts with it. You're, you're building scrapbooking pages or you're making cards from it. Or if you're, you work for Silhouette, which I do, like you're making 3D items with it, right? So we tend to be more operators and action takers and that's really, really, really powerful, right? They have two other ones. It's visionary and, uh, uh, oh my gosh, synergist. And those are all, I mean, all four of them are important. They're just, they're all important. So kind of being able to use them for yourself and in your organization is really good. I, like, I really do recommend this book. Even if you don't have an organization, you're just a designer doing it. I, I think it's a really great book. The last book is one I mentioned in my last podcast episode, and I actually don't have a physical copy of cause I'm listening on audible. It's called the gap and the gain. And I actually first heard about it from Russell Brunson. So, um, He started talking about it and I was like, you know what? I haven't read that book. I need to read that book. I think it's really powerful because as designers, as artists, we tend to be overachievers in our own realm, right? Like maybe we're not overachievers when it comes to getting our house perfectly clean or whatever, but we are overachievers and we have like a perfectionist mindset a little bit about our artwork, our creative uh, endeavors and you know how much money we're making in those endeavors and so the gap in the game really talks about you know, how much have we actually gained and then what's the gap towards what we're trying to head for? And he says that most people, and most especially entrepreneurs, we very much focus on the gap. And because we focus on the gap, we actually are constantly not feeling happy about it. Um, whereas if we focus on the gain, we have the ability to move faster towards closing that gap. It's an ironic kind of situation. I think in theory it makes a lot of sense, but something about reading the book and all the examples they show of really how much people win when they're paying attention to their gain versus their gap, it is astounding. It's really astounding. So I can't recommend it enough. I think it's Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. Don't quote me on that. Um, But I recommend that and um, as mentioned in the previous podcast, I really recommend the Audible version because uh, they do some talking in between chapters, which is always kind of fun and nice to get kind of an inside scoop, which is, I think, really cool. Anyway, it's been a little while since I did a book review. These are three, I think, that I haven't really talked about a lot. Um, I've talked about it in Design Suite that I'm really liking right now. I do think it's interesting a couple of years ago, if you asked the books I was reading, a lot of them were um, like really action taking type books. Now I find myself looking for books that's more about like gratitude and, you know, remembering what I'm doing is important and just finding kind of like kind of my place in the world and then what does happiness look like? Um, because I tend to be a pretty happy person. I'm really excited about my work every day. I'm excited for my time with my kids and my husband. And I've really been going out of my way to make more time for those things, especially as my business grows, as my design business grows, as our program grows, as my team grows. And trying to find like all the happiness in the journey, I tend to sometimes not be the best journey person. I tend to be a very, very good end-of-journey person. Person, you know it has a lot to do with us being designers right like I make something um, I get into the computer I get it cut out I get it posted and then I'm done. Like, and I repeat that cycle over and over again. And it's a great cycle to be in. It's our design process model. It's it's the right process for profitability. But in terms of happiness, when it comes to enjoying the process, you know, one of the things they don't talk about in the design process model, especially if you've read the book, which by the way, you guys can get on Amazon, it's just called Design Profit and Prosper, is that if I spend the time enjoying the process, enjoying the process of coming up with the idea, enjoying the process of designing the idea, enjoying the process of production, enjoying the process of selling that thing. You know, if I've made like a card and I go through that whole process and then I'm really excited about the end result, it makes the end result that much more sweet, sweeter, right? and so um one of the things that i am really trying to do is enjoy the process and i hope you are too i hope you're enjoying your journey as a designer because it really is a beautiful journey are there bumps in the road yes are there struggles yes but as long as you're taking two steps forward and only one back dude that is it's a promising life right and then enjoying where you've been you know i think a lot of you are at where i was so long ago and I remember those days. I remember when it was hard to learn Illustrator. I remember when it was hard to get the production right. I remember it was hard and I chose the wrong website to be on and I wasn't making as much money as I wanted. I remember when... Um, I had to transition from digital scrapbooking into full scrapbooking or paper scrapbooking or physical products because the money wasn't there in digital scrapbooking anymore. And then I transitioned again into SVGs. And then I transitioned again into a different fabric company, right? And, and pivoting and trying to make those changes so that my design business continued in such a really profitable and awesome way. Anyway, thank you so much. I hope you've really enjoyed this and I'll see you guys soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.